Welcome to the Rush Hour. Your daily dose of pop culture and entertainment news for your Rush Hour ride. Work sucks, but your commute doesn't have to. Buckle up and enjoy the drive with your host, stand-up comedian and power recapper, Dave Neal. All right, boy, just when you think it couldn't get more into barrel scraping season, we've got a melee of content. So much happening right now. It is Thursday. This is the Afternoon Rush, December 14th, 2023. I've got babies being born, new celebrity cast members released for season two of Traders, uh, Nick Vial under hot scrutiny over the controversial comments he made on a podcast regarding Gary Turner's late wife. Uh, We've got the clip of Sydney Sweeney getting attacked by that spider. A bull runs loose in New Jersey. Guys, where do we begin? How should we start this thing? And also below deck is in the news as uh, a former uh, cast member, I should say a former guest of the ship uh, was arrested uh, after after bogus opioid prescriptions. Nope, can't be doing that. So we'll have that story and so much more. Let's start the day off though with some good news and that is that Sean Booth has welcomed his baby posted this on Instagram last night. Baby Booth arrived yesterday and is healthy and perfect. Mom is an absolute rock star and did incredibly well. Everything went super smooth and we couldn't be more grateful. Best feeling in the world. So looking forward to getting more baby news from Sean Booth as uh, is glad to see they had a healthy birth assuming over there in Nashville, Tennessee. In other news, Pilot Pete is on the second season of Traders, uh, which okay, I guess will be a big deal. I don't know. I didn't watch season one. Did you guys like it? Did you watch it? Either way, Pilot Pete, uh, let's just hope there's no windmills in this season. <laughs> you know what I mean? Can you imagine? Uh, the guy's got a Pavlovian response to windmills. If you know that green uh, energy pun, then uh, you know that he can't be trusted near some renewable resources. All right. So anyhow, in on behalf of Sean Booth and the baby and the meal train they might be starting, let's get this episode off uh, and started with our sponsor, which again is HelloFresh. HelloFresh, you get farm fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. And that's why it's America's number one meal kit. Make host- make hosting this holiday a joy rather than a hassle with the help of HelloFresh Market. From crowd-pleasing charcuterie boards to photo-worthy desserts, it's easy to add these party pleasers to your weekly order, saving you so much time. And did you know HelloFresh does more than dinner? From easy breakfast to starting your morning off right to 10-minute lunches or to satisfying snacks, both adults and kids will love HelloFresh as tasty choices for every mealtime occasion. Yeah, I love that. I love the idea of just grabbing an extra charcuterie board so you don't have to worry about getting the right cheeses and all the other things. No, just let them do the heavy lifting. Go to HelloFresh.com slash RushHourFree and use code RushHourFree for free breakfast for life. One breakfast item per box while subscription is active. That's free breakfast for life at HelloFresh.com slash RushHourFree uh, with Rush Hour Free with code Rush Hour Free. All right, let's dive into this crazy story. Nick Vial, uh, last night this article came out on Golden Bachelor controversy. This is the headline, folks. Late wife's body was barely cold before dating again. Was it as bad as it sounds? Let's just play a clip of what Nick said uh, because I tell you what, uh, not looking too good. 
Um, and so the, it's the show itself sometimes tries to craft a narrative about their leads that even the leads are a little uncomfortable with because it almost feels like I, I'm not that squeaky clean type of thing because no one really is, right? You know? Um, and I think, so, you know, so sometimes that is the fault of the show. Um, this kind of narrative. And, 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 you know, it's the first Golden Bachelor. There were a lot of widow and widowers, you know, Gary being a, a, a widower and a lot of widows on the show. Obviously, that pulls in the heartstrings. Bachelor is often known for their sad, sappy stories on these dates. So it's kind of their playbook. Um, and, you know, uh, the, so Gary was going to lean into that, so to speak. On the flip side, you know, it is tough to watch an entire season of Gary selling this narrative that all he's been doing since the passing of his wife was cry, play pickleball, and occasionally having like this weird one-on-one -on -one moment with some hand lotion, you know? And, you know, that's all he's been doing. And in reality, we've come to find out that like, you know, the body was barely cold before mm -hmm. he started dating. Um, Garbage. And it just... I mean, what else, what else do you need to hear? Did, would it make you feel better if I kept on playing? You know what's interesting to me is I've already lost two subscribers based on my video here, and I don't make my content, and I, I think this is why you guys love what I do. I don't make my content based on who's going to subscribe or unsubscribe. If you don't think it's disgusting what Nick said, all right, different opinion, sure. Here's some interesting comments. Someone said, I am not outright outraged by Nick's comment. Sorry, the body was barely cold is an oft-used phrase. Yeah, hey, listen, I don't mean to call you a moron, but in this sense, it's legitimate. Like, it's not that it's an oft-used phrase. It's the fact that we're speaking about an actual body, and that is a human being. A human being that Gary spent his life with. If Nick had said, I mean, I can't even, I can't even put myself in that position. It's too morose to think, but I, I cannot imagine, I cannot imagine people defending what Nick said here. I'm not somebody who's fueled by the outrage machine. Oh, we got to be offended by everything. I'm not one of those people. I think I have a pretty long track record where I'm, cal I'm calming people down that are offended about villain statuses and this and that. I cannot believe that some folks think oh yeah no that's just a phrase he uses so said, i don't find that offensive and i don't think nick should apologize for using it i mean he should only apologize if he's sorry you know but absolutely wild absolutely wild someone else commented how is it more disrespectful to the wife to state what happened than it was to in fact do the thing he referenced are we to say that Gary moving on a wife after a, a month after his wife passes is a bad thing. I don't think we are to judge Gary for moving on in any way after his wife passes. The fact that we, you know we could look at this in a different direction and say, well, the lady who uh, who dated Gary after his wife passes was targeting a man who had emo who was emotionally distraught. You know what I mean? Where it's it's absolute. And, and don't get me wrong. Most people, I believe, are understanding how sick this comparison was that Nick made. It's not about hating. I got nothing against Nick as a person. I just can't believe this is the way he wanted to speak about a peer 
in the sense that a fellow bachelor, but also about an elder, about somebody who's, for the most part, seems to have lived a pretty good life, right? In Gary Turner. And when Nick had the chance to let his producers share really dangerous gossip, and he had apologized afterwards regarding Gary Turner allegedly cheating on his wife. No, none of that came out as true. None of that had receipts or credible evidence. They shared this and they have this weird, seems like hatred for Gary. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. I'm just shocked that he would say this about someone. And I understand that this is what makes Nick popular is he kind of just word vomits, things like this. But he also has to understand for everyone that's out there, that's got a grandparent or a parent or a mom or a son or whoever in their life that had passed away. Could you imagine their life, their identity, their being, their aura whittled down to a cold body? I don't know, folks. Maybe this just hit me in a different way today. I'd love to know what you all think. You can leave me a message on Instagram at dneals. You can join our Patreon if you want, patreon.com slash Dave Neal, where we've talked about this extensively. I mean, I try to give my audience my unfiltered opinions. And believe it or not, I think I've actually protected my opinions of Nick in some ways where I give him extra benefit of the doubt because I don't want people to think I'm just a hater of him. You know, he's got a good business model. He's been super successful. But the fact that he would say something like this so flippantly, it makes you feel like he said it 15 times behind the scenes. So now he just so openly says that. I don't know. You let me know. Am I overreacting? We'll be back right after this. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is how up to date this podcast is. As I'm recording this afternoon podcast, you're not going to believe this. We have a breaking news update. Ladies and gentlemen, breaking news in the Clayton Eckerd paternity scandal that has rocked Bachelor Nation. The court case that initially was supposed to be on Cyber Monday, the lawsuit where Jane Doe is suing me, it's called an injunction of harassment. She's suing me for harassment for my coverage on the uh, you know Clayton Eckerd paternity scandal. She's, of course, threatened me for months with defamation lawsuits. Uh, This court case, the one that she uh, was denied a temporary restraining order against me because we have never met, was supposed to be on Cyber Monday after Thanksgiving, end of November. It was pushed to December 18th. Fair enough, that gave us time to get some subpoenas, do some other work, get some information out there, get some uh, paper trails, all that type of legal stuff you like to do. Well, I'm finding out right now, and I mean right now, as I'm sharing this with the Patreon audience, patreon.com slash Dave Neal, I'm finding out right now that the court wants this date moved to the second week of February. Not because the court wants to move it, but because Jane Doe has asked for a continuance. The second week of February is the week that... Tasha's laughing. What are you laughing for? It's Tasha just literally burnt. I'm, I'm, I'm recording this live and I'm going to leave this in. My wife's, and by the way, do you want to give a statement? Do you want to give an announcement? All right. My wife's got a big announcement. Uh, you'll have to wait for that. Um, the second week of February is not just Valentine's Day, which I will be razzling and dazzling my wife with chocolates amongst other sweets, rose covered strawberry, the whole nine yards, folks. February 14th is also the due date of Jane Doe's twins. Will she be in court 
48 hours before her due date and or five days after her due date, or will this get kicked down the road again? It is, in my opinion, that that's not a reasonable uh, court date and that it'll just be the one where then when the time comes, they'll kick it down the road again. And hey, maybe they'll kick it down the road till it's end of April. Then it's my due date, my real baby. You know what I mean? In which case, then we're going to have to move it again. Will this thing be settled before a uh, 4th of July of 2024? And, you know, it would have been nice to shout from the uh, steps of the courthouse on December 18th, my innocence. Would it have been nice to have a speech that you really litigated all of the things that went down where I was proven to not have harassed her because I've never said her name or shared her. It would, that would have all been nice. But that's not the reason the court's being used here. The court's being used to loom over my head um, silence. But as we've noticed, and I don't know if this is just the younger sibling energy in me, I will not be silenced. I will not be intimidated to not share the truth as it comes out. Uh, more updates as they come, but that's really all we know. And I do have a breaking news update. Tasha, can I share it with everyone? No. I can't share it? Okay, I don't. All right, stay tuned, folks. You'll have to stay tuned. Maybe on Patreon, we'll share it. Patreon.com slash Dave Neal. Trying to give you all the updates here. Hey, Tasha, here's a good story. You want to hear this one? In-N-Out Burger opens its first restaurant in Idaho with side of eight-hour lines. Now, people say, oh, In-N-Out's not that good. Here's the deal. In-N-Out is the best food you'll ever eat per pound. You can get a full meal at In-N-Out, a cheeseburger with fries and a drink for under $7 in 2023, the good Lord's year of 2023. It is not about being the best burger. Yeah, you could find me a better burger. A good burger, this burger, McDonald's fries, whatever. Per pound, they've proven a business model that works. We're getting robbed with all these other, I mean, fast food. Try to find an extra value meal for under $14 these days. I don't mean to be like a guy who's like, get off my lawn here, but can we get a, a, a value meal that actually is of value? In and Out Burger at West Coast Staple is officially opened in the hills of Idaho, but folks looking to get a double double had to wait in their car for up to eight freaking hours on opening day. By the way, the pipeline of potatoes, uh, I'm assuming coming out of Idaho, must it must be even cheaper over there. The popular grub spot opened its doors on Tuesday in Meridian, a Boise suburb, and the locals were clearly anticipating the rush because some people camped out the night before. Okay, that's on you. You're an idiot. <laughs> it's good food. It ain't worth it. in and out is the type of food when you're driving on the highway and you can see that it doesn't look too busy in the parking lot, you go get it. You don't wait that long. I mean, there's only like three items on the menu. You can either get a cheeseburger, a hamburger, you can get it animal style, protein style, lettuce wrap, onions, all that jazz french fries that's it folks ain't no chicken option ain't no bean burger option it is fastballs down the middle they make the potatoes on the spot this sounds like a uh commercial for in and out honey you want to go get in and out after this we tasha says they're opening one in nashville which would be amazing you know who's going to need that sean booth as he 
uh, announces the birth of his son last night. Son or daughter? I think it was a son, right? All right, speaking of Nashville, let's go to Nashville's queen, Taylor Swift, rings in her 34th birthday with A-list bash in New York City. Travis Kelsey missing in action due to football practice. By the way, how does that work for Taylor Swift? She's a, she's a gazillionaire based in Nashville, but obviously owns property in New York. It sounds like she actually lives more in New York. Uh, she doesn't have state income taxes. She's doing it. So here's a paparazzi shot of her heading into her celebratory 34th birthday. Birthday, Taylor. Birthday, Taylor. All right, there she is with a nice black mini dress. Little black dress, LBD, yeah, you know me. That's what you got to wear for your birthday. And she was out there. Boyfriend Travis Kelsey couldn't be by her side because of that whole football thing he's been doing, you know, that hobby he's been doing over there on the Kansas City Chiefs. The 12-time Grammy Award winner gallivanted around Manhattan with BFF Blake Lively, whose husband, also a football uh, owner, actually, that being owner of the Wrexham, whatever the hell they're called. What's the Wrexham, whatever, uh, you know who I'm talking with, the Wrexham football team. It's soccer, folks. It's uh, Wales. Uh, At Freeman's, Taylor and Blake were photographed exiting their SUV and walking hand in hand inside the restaurant. Both were dressed in all black and looked absolutely stunning. Yeah, Blake's looking like a little dominatrix there with those Christian black boots on and the whole, yeah, she looks like she's ready to dance a Paso Doble, if you ask me. All right, speaking of divas, we covered this story the other day. Sydney Sweeney, bitten by Huntsman Spider on Australian set, she thought she would die. Now, we already showed you the other day, if you were listening, the story about uh, handling this spider, but here's the actual video clip where she was... A bitten. Be careful, folks, if you're driving. There's going to be screams. Hold on to the wheel for this one. She brought us the cut scene, the blooper from this. Yes. This is you actually getting bit by a spider. Yes, you guys. All right, close your eyes or check this out. What the? So at this point, Everyone thought she was acting, and then she goes, no, he's really biting me. Listen, reminder, for next time I'm working with Huntsman Spiders, that uh, you have a safe word established. Got you? It actually got you? (laughs) Oh, my. All right, there it is, folks. Be careful. Get some good insurance out there. All right, speaking of needing insurance, uh, a runaway bull bolted down the New Jersey train tracks. Uh, Can't be making this story up. Wild stuff. Steer clear, they say. That's a pun for you. We'll be back right after this. Boy, you thought that the New York and New Jersey train tracks smelt bad already. Now we have utterly bonkers scene caught on video reported by TMZ. If you want to check this out, you can see it on my Patreon as I've kind of been going over. And by the way, yeah, if you want to, if you want to see the live breaking reaction by me uh, following all of the court date moval, removal and uh, dismissal and continuance and all that jazz, on Patreon is where you can do that. As I normally film the making of these podcasts, patreon.com slash Dave Neal, link in the description description below. A bull joined shocked civilians during the morning commute in New Jersey, bolting down the tracks at Newark Penn Station and causing some trouble for folks trying to get to their destinations on time. Newark Public Safety Director Fritz Frage tells TMZ that police responded to Frelinhusen Avenue near Victoria Street. I definitely pronounced that wrong. Uh, Thursday morning around 1046 a.m. after being alerted that a bull was observed on the loose behind a building. 
Remember, so anyway, th there's video of the bull running up and down the train tracks, which is super sad. How the hell did the boo did the bull get there? I don't know. Uh, I hope they were able to take care of it. All right, here's a wild story for you. New York urologist and wife used below deck cast names to fill bogus opioid prescriptions. My guess is they're addicted to opioids, which is really sad because uh, th this is a huge problem, obviously with big pharma in that people cannot get off of opioids. It is literally crushing the you know, part, you know communities across the country. A Long Island urologist and his wife, who once appeared on the Bravo reality TV show Below Deck, were indicted Thursday over a scheme to obtain prescription painkillers using the identities of cast members from the hit series. Dr. Francis Martini, 55, of Fort Salonga, and his wife, 38-year-old Jessica Martinis, allegedly filed bogus opioid prescriptions written out to other cast members from the franchise, which follows workers on luxury yachts, the Suffolk County District Attorney's Office said. Okay. I love Below Deck, and this is fascinating. I watched this season. The couple first raised eyebrows in January when Jessica tried to fill a prescription for oxycodone that was handwritten by her husband, the DA's office said in a statement. The pharmacist in Kings Park was taken aback because most prescriptions are sent electronically from physicians, and Jessica was also not the, same, not the name listed on the script. The pharmacist declined to fill the request and alerted the Suffolk County Police Department, the announcement read. So it's so nice to see pharmacists doing their job here. Their job is to not just take a prescription and give you pills, but to actually make sure it's legit and prescribed ethically and all of that. The subsequent investigation involving Suffolk County authorities, as well as the U.S. Drug Enforcement Administration and Homeland Security found that Francis had allegedly filed numerous digital oxycodone prescriptions at CVS pharmacies in the area. The patients listed on the scripts, however, were all former cast members of Below Deck. Jessica Martinez was tasked with picking up the prescriptions from the pharmacies and paying for them in cash. The probe into the couple revealed that the powerful medication was never intended for the listed patients, though it was not immediately clear if the couple intended to sell them or use them personally. Physicians are held to a high standard as they take an oath to uphold a number of professional ethical standards when they begin their careers. The conduct Dr. Martinez allegedly engaged in with his wife not only violated this oath, but it also violated the law. The couple appeared as charter guests on Below Deck Mediterranean in 2019 when part of their trip through the French Riviera was documented on the show. The following year, Francis also appeared as a guest on Below Deck Sailing Yacht, which featured a 180-foot sailboat cruise on the Ionian Sea. He and his wife frequently attended promotional events with other cast members. Francis even posted a selfie with Bravo's Andy Cohen and longtime Below Deck star Joie Franco in his Instagram in 2019. Wild stuff indeed, folks. Well, it looks like justice is being served, but really terrible news out there. All right. Well, let's wrap it all up. I want to thank everyone for checking us out today. This was a real cornucopia of content as we covered Bachelor news and some other entertainment news. I'm working on another Bachelor story. I guess we can use the X-Files music here. The next Bachelor story coming out tomorrow morning. Justin Glaze and Susie Evans, are they dating? We'll have more on this story as we'll break down their interview on the Bachelor Happy Hour podcast. And by the way, pray for me for my eardrums after listening to that episode. For a Bachelor-produced podcast, it is so bad. I'm not blaming Joe. I'm not blaming Serena. But whoever's behind the technical aspect of the sound, it is atrocious. For a podcast that only exists on audio, it is so, so bad. So get your ear 
earbuds in and buffer your eardrums. Get some of those big uh, construction level uh, sound insulators on your ears. I'm going to share clips tomorrow uh, from that interview uh, with Susie Evans and Justin Glaze. And we can find out once and for all, are they still or actually are they together at all? Are they friends? Are they together? What's going on? And of course, if you enjoyed this content today on YouTube, I've got a Christina Mandrell Braden Bowers story. You can go check over there. Uh, looks like one of the uh, uh, gossip magazines leaked that Braden is moving to Nashville with Christina. So maybe they'll come into, uh, maybe they'll do a group date with us at In and Out. We'll have more content coming your way. Link in the description below to join the Patreon. I'll be back later. As always, I'm Dave Neal, and this was Bachelor Rush Hour. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. And if you didn't, don't. Join the free Facebook group, Dave Neal's Community. Got cash? Become a premium member at patreon.com slash Dave Neal. Link in the description below. And don't forget to follow Dave on Instagram at dneals for upcoming stand-up shows. See you tomorrow on The Rush. Come <laughs> on.